Levine with American Outdoor News, and today we have Mario Calpo from Manny's Wild, and it is wild. <laughs> Mario, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us, Chris. I appreciate it. Now, you you started out in the restaurant industry on Michelin star restaurants, which is really impressive. Now, I like to cook, and that's intimidating to me because I'm like in a completely different league. Yeah. <laughs> now, how does that translate into into your show, man? Each one. Yeah, I mean, I've had a very illustrious and long food career, and then you know, after uh, you know, quite some time, I realized that the food that we're eating today isn't quite what it used to be, uh, even 20 years ago. So um, I kind of took it upon myself to really um, reconnect people to their food source. And by that, I mean actually showing people, this is where your food comes from. This is how it's obtained. Um, and not just that, you know, just from a health perspective and an ethical perspective, it's way better for us. So um, that's where my journey came into it. Uh, I suppose, yeah, I saw all this food coming in the restaurants and I, I thought, nah, this isn't right. Um, and yeah, that was the birthplace of Man Eats Wild and now I get to travel around the world and show people uh, exactly how to harvest these amazing wild uh, protein products. So you, you hunt it, you dispatch it, and you cook it. Yeah, it's, and it's not just on land. I, I fish, I spear, I trap, I forage. It's everything wild, basically. Um, and Did you wrestle a crocodile? I've done a bit of that, yeah. yeah. They're, they're starting to call me the real Dundee now, so I got it, I'm stuck with that name. But... Um, but I do a lot of dangerous stuff, um, and that's that's got. There's no need to do that. I just love doing it. So there's no. That's just right. my own personal uh, adrenaline junkie behaviour coming So you you grew up in Australia. Correct. Yeah. And how was the game? Well, you started hunting game in Australia, and you just ended up all over the world. Yeah, I mean, it started in Australia. Um, and I pretty much, you know, fished and hunted and, and harvested everything possible in that country. And I suppose once you've hunted in Australia and you've lived in Australia, every, everywhere else in the world doesn't seem so dangerous because that's <laughs> everything's the, dangerous. In Australia. Yeah, that's right. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you. You're literally a part of the food chain when you, you're in these kind of environments. And I suppose in many ways that's what drove me to go to that next level. Is I, I didn't want to just observe the food chain from the outside, I wanted to be a part of the food chain. And uh, I suppose that that is another reason why I love being immersed in, in these kind of crazy environments because, you know, I feel like I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the most delicious animal you ever hunted? <laughs> that question I get asked all the time. It's so hard to... Look, I'm a huge seafood guy, to be 100% honest with you. Okay. Um, I think the ocean's bounty is the most delicious and... Um, you know, anything from mollusks to crustaceans, you know, beautiful um, pelagic fish species. They're, that's really where I'm just salivating when we're talking about yep. right now. Um, I do love wild game. Uh, I think wild game has had a very bad, not a bad name, but it's just misunderstood. Mm -hmm. um, it is by far the most intricate and delicious uh, meat on the planet. It just needs to be um, processed properly and cooked properly. And once you get that part of it, you soon realize that actually beef and lamb and chicken is actually quite bland. Yeah. In comparison. It's just what we're used to. Yeah. So what was the most 
dangerous situation you've been in and ended up eating it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, all the dangerous situations ended up me running away and not eating anything. But uh, it's never the... Well, you know, we don't... My focus is not on predatory animals. It's game species that are meant to be eaten. Um, and most of the situations that I've been in that have been very dangerous have been when I've encountered predators. Um, I've been, I've had some encounters with some great white sharks while diving. That is scared the living crap out of me. Um, I've been charged by buffaloes. Uh, I've swum in crocodile infested waters. Um, I've been chased by highly venomous snakes. There's, there's a few on the list, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> now, you used to be a fighter. Fighter? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was actually. How did you know that? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a boxer. Um, I was a heavyweight boxer in Australia and uh, did that for fitness. And I suppose, uh, you know, the one thing I'll say about boxing is that or, uh, compared to what I do now, it's nowhere near as scary because uh, an angry animal is, is, once you face an angry, humongous beast, then you quickly realize that humans are actually just a pushover. Have you ever fought a kangaroo? Never. <laughs> Never have. But I've seen videos of people fighting kangaroos. I've seen that. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's one particular clip of a, a guy that goes pig hunting and, and these big reds, they're like six foot five, six foot, like they're huge. They're big, muscular. Yeah, 300 pounds plus, you know. And, um, he catches his dog in a in a in a headlock. I saw that. And then the he guy squares off with him. Which he starts punching and they had a bit of a yeah, it was quite funny. But yeah, I haven't not yet anyway. Yeah. So you where is your favorite place to hunt? You've been all over the world. I have New Zealand's really cool. Um, I had a professional hunting and dining um, service there for a few years that I lived there for probably five or six years and that was that's probably one of the most magnificent places on the planet it's just so rich and um, there's it really has you know, uh, huge amounts of life you know you go fishing there and you're catching giant fish and plenty wow. of them. you can catch lobsters by hand and, and you know bucket loads of them and, um, there's no hunting tags required because they're an invasive pest and, yeah, it's it just the landscape itself. I mean, there's a reason why they filmed Lord of the Rings there, you know, it's just magical. So yeah. That's, I would say, one of the best. Now, when you uh, have an animal in your sights, do you, uh, are you thinking, how are you going to cook it? <laughs> I, I see food straight away. There's no, there's not one part of me that even thinks any differently, because, I mean, the focus for me is food, so I, I get... Oh, so you see, you see like a, I see a, a caribou walk by and you're like, ooh, look at the shanks on that baby. Exactly <laughs> what I think, man. I actually do. And people think that's weird, like I associate animals with food, but, you know, once... You, food. Right? right? And, and once you've gone through the process of the, from the start to the finish, that's exactly how you see it. You know, it's not just... And I think we've lost that. And that, that goes back to why I love my, you know, telling the message about reconnecting people with their food. Because now people just see food as something wrapped in plastic in the supermarket. Yep. No, it's not that. And it's a, it's a living thing that, in my opinion, is on the earth to be consumed by somebody else. So, um, yeah, that's a really valid point. But, yeah, I salivate sometimes when I'm hunting. Oh, that could be the best roast ever. See, I, I love to cook. And I'm always posting pictures of what I cook and whatnot. 
it, it's you know it's a passion. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm famous for my chili. Are you? Oh, well, so okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on a chili cook-off for you. Yo, you probably you probably <laughs> beat me. I'm not that great on the chilies, but I love eating them. Yeah. Oh man, I, I almost to my demise because I, I always end up eating too much. But I'm a I'm a big um, big chili guy, so yeah, you, I'll take you up on that for sure. All right, anytime. <laughs> What uh? What's your what's your best dish? Um, it's a hard one. Look, I I really I I had an Italian restaurant, um, and I learned from uh for about four year and a half years, five years from a celebrity chef named Danny Russo, plug in there. Um, so I have a really strong connection with Italian food, even though I'm not Italian. Um, I love Southern Italian food. I just think it's beautiful. The simplicity in the produce, um, you know, it's it's got so many um, different elements to it. The proteins they cook, the pastas, and every dish has a story. Um, and, and depending on what region, and they're so passionate about, you know, um, certain things being from certain regions, and you can't mix this and that. I just love the history of uh, Italian food and European food. So I would say my specialty is definitely European food. Okay. Well, Italian food definitely has a lot of outside influences. For sure, you know, and, and so does Greek food, and so does all that. I mean, these these people literally conquered all these different parts of the world. So yep. you know, as they did that, they picked up different ingredients and ways, and that also ties into what I do. Like, um, you know, I just did my last season in Africa. I learned so much there about cooking and the way they do it. And every time I leave these places, I pick up something. Whether you know it or not, you sort of work it out later and you're like, oh, okay, I want to do it this way because that's what I saw in Namibia and they did it really well. So that's another um, great part about traveling the world. That's great. What's what's your favorite game going? I like... I like shooting deer um, because they're so elusive and challenging. And then the next level is obviously with the bow. I'm a big bow guy now. Um, I love hunting the bow. It's so primal. But deer are, you know, their scent glands are, you know, their smell is almost 10,000 times stronger than a human. So, you know, they people say, oh, but you've got the advantage. Yeah, we do in some ways, but but physiologically speaking, they are well more advanced than us. So anyone that can bow hunt will tell you it's not easy. And most times you fail rather than succeed. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the uh, biggest pieces of advice that I can give about deer hunting is don't eat chili the night before. Or take a rifle. <laughs> a guy said that to me once. I was access deer hunting um, with uh, Shane Dorian, the famous uh, surfer, and he said, listen man, I've got one bit of advice for you with hunting access to the bar. I said, what's that? He goes, make sure you bring your rifle. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. So where can we find your show? Uh, my show plays on the Outdoor Channel at 7.30pm, I think it's Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's part of the Taste of the Wild block, and uh, yeah, it's going really, really well. And, and all the shows in that block's going really well, and it's a fantastic uh, strip of, um, of shows to watch. So yeah, look out for it. Alright. Take a look, find them on social media. Yeah, plug my social media actually, Manix Wild TV on Instagram. There you go. Thanks again and uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to the chili off. Uh, Anytime you say. We love our children. We protect them. 
We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference.